Okay, hello everybody, how you going? It's Janine here. I'm coming to you live from the southwest of Western Australia, and I am absolutely pumped for what would be episode one of the Your Healthy Business podcast. So right now you guys get to see the live stream, which is super awesome, and I have got the queen of Australian podcasting, I call her the queen of Australian podcasting, Carly Nimmo, who's coming on with you to talk all about podcasting and juggling a brand in your business and motherhood um, today on our first EP. So a little bit about Carly. She has five iTunes hit podcasts, including Carlosophies and Rock Your Mic Right. Carly uses her voice and wisdom to guide us through and back to the truth of who we are so we can show up and speak to our most authentic and rad selves. Carly can help you to connect to your voice and find your frequency and teach you to podcast like a pro at carlynimo.com, just like she has for me. So I'm definitely not a pro yet, but I'll bring Carly on now and we will get you there we go there she is excellent extreme close-up all right (laughs) (laughs) yes and carly's studio is set up for podcasting so this is what a real life podcasting studio looks like not not like my setup over here (laughs) except it's actually just a cupboard because my studio is being built so it's um yeah i'm in a makeshift cupboard at the moment (laughs) (laughs) we do and it looks very professional though right so yeah well it's got acoustic tiles and stuff yeah so you know it has to be I'm my um day job has been as a voiceover artist for the last 15 years so it has to be you know semi um professional (laughs) even if it is just a cupboard at the moment (laughs) (laughs) brilliant so all right Carly walk us through a little bit of your business journey and you know I know there's been some pretty pivotal moments for you along this path that's led you to where you are but could you share a little bit about that with us please yeah well I mean I've been in business for myself for the last 16 years and it has been one wild ride to be honest um I started doing a voiceover agency started as a voiceover artist created a successful um, voiceover agency that's been going for 15 years. And in that time, I've also been uh, seeking more purpose and meaning, I guess. Um, You know, I felt like the voiceover stuff is cool, but it's not that life-changing. You know, it's just standing behind Mm -hmm. a microphone, reading out some scripts, and mostly we do learning stuff, so it's kind of boring content. And I I felt like I was here for bigger impact. So I spent probably about 10 years and a couple of mental breakdowns um, exploring who I am, what I, um, you know, what I'm here for, what my purpose is, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, It led me to lots of different things, starting running workshops, exploring personal development, um, I ran a co-working space, which really, I guess, was where my big pivotal moment came, um, though there's been many along the way. Um, my co-working space that I opened in Byron Bay in 2012 failed and, um, you know, it cost me about a hundred grand and it took me to the brink of wow. my, um, yeah, who I am and, I had no idea how I was going to get through that moment. And a pivotal moment for me there was really, you know, the tax office rang me chasing 16 grand. I didn't have it and I didn't know where I was going to get it. And I considered taking my own life. It was pretty, a pretty hectic time. Um, and yeah. And then I straight after I got off the phone to, from the tax office, I jumped on a call with a friend who was training to be a life coach. And she had said to me, um, you know, uh, she shared with me above and below the line 
So the -hmm. concept is there's a line and above the line is love, below the line is fear, above the line is abundance, below the line is lack, you know, hero, victim, responsibility at cause, et cetera, et cetera. And she kind of asked me where I was on that line and it was like I'm not even near you know below the line I'm like below below the line and I went back to my office and I drew one entire wall with that image and um and just started to change things like moment by moment how could I move above the line now how could I move above the line now and um, yeah and I guess that's what I've kind of been doing for the last eight years since it closed (laughs) yeah and it's so funny you mentioned that I, I was looking back on our sort of correspondence over the years because I think I, I first came to know you in probably 2014 when we, I think everybody was new to B-School together and hearing yeah. your story. And I was just so, it's just really deeply resonated for me so, so much in these last few years where I had my own below the line moment and trying to just consistently come above the line. And it's funny that you share that story because that's exactly what I was just reading about our correspondence in the last few years together. So, and, and, and I'm sure that would really resonate with a lot of my audience as well, right? That we're just consistently trying yeah. to grow. Right. And I feel like um, yeah. we also, yeah, there's, there is this, there is this push to constantly grow. And, um, oh, and also we, you know, like as business owners, as people who are trying to make our dreams happen or, you know, whatever it is, um, there mm-hmm. is a, we all hit those points because we can't control mm-hmm. life, you know, and we certainly can't control business. <laughs> a lot of the time it is a roller coaster and roller coasters have yeah. big lows. And so every business yes. owner I've ever met has, ha- if they haven't experienced some kind of, um, you know, low moment, it's coming, you know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <It's unavoidable>. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's a part of life and a part of business and it's a part of living, right? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, and so, with your podcasting journey, was that something that you know, following the you know your your biggest challenge that that big moment back in twenty twelve was was podcasting something that you thought you might sort of delve into, or was it sort of a natural progression for you? Well, I had started a blog in two thousand and nine, um, and so I had been like having a creative outlet was always really important to me. In I think it was mm-hmm. in 2010, I was um, or 2009, I was diagnosed with depression. And one of the tools that I used was um, exercise, right? So I would run on the beach every day. And while I was on the beach, I would find these little moments of clarity, which escaped me during the rest of my life because I was just hardly ever present to it, really. Um, and so I started to take like a video camera to the beach and I'm talking like a camcorder because it was 2010 and you know yes. the phones didn't have videos back then yep. um and so I would run and like videotape myself just in these little moments of clarity and then I'd upload them to YouTube so awesome. and, and I was always a person who would be walking around like I used to have one of those little um tape recorder things like with the mini cassettes that you used to put in them so I'd always yes. been I'd always been using my voice and and recording voice memos or whatever but I hadn't really known how I, I knew that and I'd worked in radio right so I have been like on air um but I I didn't know like at that at that point when I was thinking about it I didn't know that just a normal person could start a podcast I thought it was something that professionals had to do you know and so um 
I think like after I had my daughter, after I closed my co-working space, I fell pregnant with my daughter, um, a surprise baby. And um, the weekend that I closed the space, I fell pregnant, which is like, you know, create wow. space and something crazy comes in to fill it. Yes. Um, but, I, but I really struggled in that first year of motherhood. And, um, and I was still processing what had happened to me through this massive failure, you know, and all the money that I'd lost and the, the bruised ego and all that stuff. Like I was still very much licking my wounds. And then I was thrown into motherhood, which was a whole nother layer of, you know, craziness. Um, and I was trying to run this business, no sleep. My daughter wouldn't sleep more than 20 minutes. I was just like a broken human, really. Um, and and I really, at that time, I felt like there was just so much, like the online space was kind of exploding, you know, around that time, around 2012, 13, 14. And it yep. seemed like everyone had these amazing, you know, like overnight success stories and there wasn't a lot of the shit being shared. And so, um, yeah, so I, I decided that I would start a podcast. I, I I wasn't really sure. I thought maybe I'd just do video recordings and put them on my website or whatever. Um, and then I and mm -hmm. then I realized, oh yeah, I could do a podcast if I knew how to do the bit that gets it into the podcast app. Then I could do it because I've got everything else here. Um, and so I found someone to help me with that side of things, and and we launched and and yeah, and so it was kind of like it. I would say it was kind of a natural progression. It wasn't like this, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, like, yeah. And I just kind of ended up yep. with a podcast <laughs> and then went number yeah. one and all that kind of jazz. So it has been quite a, a crazy ride <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no, brilliant. And which one, which was your first podcast? What was the name of it? Carlosophies. So that's the one. It's still going. I'm over 300 yeah. episodes in. Um, wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah, so that's amazing. I think, yeah, I think I just did like episode 305, which goes out. Um, tomorrow so yeah so like I've been showing up consistently week in week out and my podcast has changed a lot because it used to be mm -hmm. interviewing people about their actual stories behind success with a little every yes. second week it would be me just kind of riffing on the beach like like that's the whole show now um, but back then yes. I'd do these long form interviews and then intersperse it with like little stories about my own life um, and now I just kind of, yeah, riff weekly. It's for me, it's a real practice in showing up and, mm -hmm. and I treat it like that. It's nothing more, um, you know, it doesn't ha have any weight or, um, you know, I don't, there's no pressure there. It's just me showing up and sharing as a practice each week. And, um, that practice has profoundly changed my life a hundred percent. That's amazing. So I, I love that you said too, at the very beginning of all of this, how, because obviously with the title of this podcast being your healthy business, so much of that is about, you know, your health and how your health then relates back to your business and your lifestyle and how it's all, you know, becomes this big, all these pieces of the puzzle that start to come together. Um, have you been able to keep, keep that up, keep that, you know, the, the, the health exercise movement side of things up as well? Yeah. So um, I, I prioritize movement and I actually prioritize space. So for me, um, I am really, uh, I wouldn't say protective, but I, I do, I am very aware of my energy and I like mm -hmm. to keep a lot of space. I, in, I'm really into human design. I'm a projector. So I don't const, I don't have a constant stream of life force energy. Like, you know, I need a lot of sleep. I've always needed a lot of sleep. It's one of the reasons I had a surprise baby and not a planned baby because I really was not, I didn't think that I would have the energy for children. 
Um, and yeah. and sometimes I don't, to be honest. Um, but <laughs> so I have to I have to be really um, you know, like I'm just very conscious about create having spaciousness in my days. And part of that is, you know, I still walk on the beach pretty much every day and I work out, um, I I have figured out that the way I work best when it comes to being physical is with accountability. So I just, um, there's mm -hmm. this beautiful woman up here, Ricky, who runs like this bod squad and, um, and, and she runs back to back challenges. So in the school terms, she runs like a boot camp. And so I sign up for those and, you know, it means that I'm held accountable and I'll, I'll turn up. And so I work out three to four times a week and I probably walk about the same. Yeah. But like right. that being in my physical body is, um, it's so easy for us not to, and so easy just to go into, yeah. particularly for me, like I just find myself, I can spiral if I'm just in my head too much. So I need to mm -hmm. practice being in my body. <laughs> the same way I absolutely. practice using my voice, you know, <laughs> it's all a practice. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And it's all, inter it's all so deeply related, you know, like I've, 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 spent much of my life work being in that do and going through the list and especially once I became a mother and trying to grow a business it was just constantly right still just get it done just get it done but it's really when you give yourself that space and the energy is able to come through that creativity really flows as well so yeah, totally. I'm, I so love that you've been able to incorporate all of that um, now I wanted to ask you about your top five tips. So anybody out there who was you know maybe struggling to use their voice a big thing for me to be honest has been um, that I've always been worried to use my voice. I've always been a little bit, you know, stay quiet in the corner, don't speak up. Um, so this has been a big hurdle for me to overcome in, in even starting a podcast and doing interviews like this. So what would you say to someone who might sort of be on the sidelines going, I don't think I'm ready for this. I'm, I don't really want to speak up and use my voice in this way. So... Uh... There, there are a lot of things that I find get in the way of people who are looking to start using their voice. One is um, we have an insane ability to overcomplicate things. And I find that like as soon as somebody goes into, oh, I'll start a podcast, shortly followed by complete overwhelm, well, how would I, I'm going to do that? You know, like I haven't got, um, you know, like like I, I don't know how. I don't know how. We go straight into the how space. And um you know, so so I feel like you've got to take action. You know, you can't theorise things into existence. You have to actually create. You have to get some skin in the game and, um, you know, park all your doubt and just start creating where you are with what you have available mm -hmm. to you. It doesn't have to be like we don't have to have all of the, you know, the entire path mapped out in order to start. We start where we are with what we have. Um, and so yes. I think it's, I think it's really important to embrace that. And it's funny because I always get people who say, oh, you know, like, oh, I would have you on my show, but you'll probably really hate it because like, you know, I'm, I'm using anchor and I'm, you know, and I don't have a proper microphone or whatever. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Like if you've got your <laughs> voice out there, like I'm, I'm not here judging you for your audio quality. Like I'm actually here to celebrate that you're, you're doing something, you know, um, yeah. Yep. And and it's so funny because it's like, yes, I am an audio professional, but that doesn't mean that everyone has to be an audio professional in order to podcast. You know, like you start where you are with what you've got, and if that is an Apple headset, then by all means, start. Because <laughs> yeah, right. 
And this is the thing, right? Exactly, like people that's like, where I'm at. I'd need, yeah, exactly. And people are like, well, I'd need to buy a gear and I'd need to have a room and I'd need to have this and I'd need to have an editor. And it's like, no, you just take, you, you, you can follow a path of least resistance. And then mm-hmm. once you're live and you've figured out, hey, this is a medium for me, because this is the thing, until we're doing it, we don't know if we're going to like it or not. You know, and some people start their show and they're like, oh, yeah, you know what, this is not a medium for me. It it doesn't feel natural. I don't, you know, no, I'd rather write. Cool. Well, that's great. Now you know that because you've given it a go. There's no shame in walking away and, you know, trying something new. So I don't recommend investing in thousands of dollars of gear before you have even figured out if you like to podcast, right? So starting where you are with what is available to you is... um you know, is, is the way you go. And then once you figure out you like it, you can start um, what I call, thanks to one of my clients, uh, a plate spinning approach, right? So you get the plate spinning, you've got some traction, you're, you're making some progress, you figured out you liked it, and now you start plate spinning and you start honing your craft. And eventually you end up, like me, 310 episodes in or whatever and having had five yeah. shows and, and figuring out that this is the thing that you absolutely love or you figure out it's not and that's cool too because then you're creating space for something that you do really love um, because I think that's the thing. I think uh, in business and, and life in general, we have so many things we think we should be doing um, and yeah. so, you know, and, and that just creates resistance around actually creating what you want to create. And um, I'm all yeah. about permission to play to who you are and create something that really plays to you. So for me, I walk on the, you know, this is the thing. I have an audio background. I'm building a studio here um, after being in the cupboard for a while. Um, and <laughs> and I have all the gear, like you would, like a, a, an insane amount of gear. Like it's ridiculous. I could have a um, higher, you know, higher podcasting gear. Just <laughs> Podcast kind of it. I'm drowning in it. Um, but but I choose to record my primary podcast walking on the beach with a $70 Rode Smart Lab and my phone using voice memo, right? Like because yeah. for me it's the practice is important. So showing up week in, week out is important to me. Um, and so I, and also knowing, having done interviews and having done a lot of editing and all that kind of jazz, um, I know that I'm not going to be able to sustain that practice long-term. So unless I enlist a lot of help and I don't have the inclination or the desire to do that. So I keep things the way they come naturally to me. And I think as, um, as business owners and as podcasters, you know, we really need to embrace what's going to work for us. Things we need to be able to show up consistently and sustainably, and um, and for that to happen, it needs to be in our own way. I love that, and that's something that I've certainly struggled with as a business owner as well, right? You th- you get so caught up in trying to do all the things that you think you should do that you're supposed right. to do if you're going to grow, and if it doesn't feel right, you just feel like you're running uphill and not getting anywhere. So I I so love that you've said that. Um, Nina's just chimed in and said she is absolutely loving this and it makes so much sense. And I totally agree. So thank you so much, Carly, for sharing these words of wisdom because they're really, you know, for anybody out there, they're making such, you're you're really making such a huge impact. Um, Right. So moving on, I wanted to ask you about juggling motherhood in growing your business because you've mentioned along the way that, you know, that was a bit of a surprise in the beginning. And how have you been able to embrace the rest of your journey while juggling motherhood on the side? 
or not on the side it's all part of the same part of it yeah and but you know like part of it has been I have compartmentalized a lot over the years I had to um yeah and I don't I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that like I do no for me I like to be able to I'm kind of singularly focused so I like to be in in one place at one time if there's too much going on it's too much stimulation for me so hence why I um you know hence why I need space why I need to go out and walk and and I'm also so so there has been this part of me for a long time that compartmentalized and didn't see that I could do things you know my daughter Mabel would be at the expense of some other things that I wanted to do. And there, you know, there was maybe a little bit of bitterness and resentment there as I think, like, I feel like a lot of mums experience that, like sometimes their kids are taking away from things that they'd rather be doing to be brutally honest. Um, And so, and I think that's kind of natural, right? Because we are sometimes torn between the things like, you know, particularly in those early days, you know, before they're at school, um, we are having to divide ourselves in some ways. And and I give props to people who can show up in that and and be mm. present in that to all the things. I can't do it. So, so, so compartmentalizing has really worked for me in keeping things separate. I'm also not afraid to ask for help. Um, I'm not yep. afraid to ask for the support that I need. And so um, my daughter went to family daycare from about 15 months old and she would spend two days in there when she was little and that gave me the space I needed to be able to give myself time to, you know, for myself and for the business. Um, And also then I could be present with her when I'm with her. Um, And so that kind of just continues on today, you know, and my husband's on board too. He knows I've been very clear in the what I need and um and so he's you know he is an he's he i mean he's a dad and he's a 50 percent partner in what i do so we divvy up things he'll do the birthday parties on the weekends if i need some space um you know he'll he'll do he'll take her to fizzy or whatever she's doing and um you know and he cooks dinner and stuff and so um so there is a, a division of labor i guess too that helps mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. um maintain my energy and also not be even more resentful because i don't want to be resentful towards my child and i don't want to be resentful towards my husband either you know and i feel like yeah. women have this tendency yeah. to take it all on and try to be be all to everything um I don't think that works. It's not, it's not yeah. in, um, it's, you know, it's not in service of your family. It's not in service of you. It's not in service of your business. It's not in service of your community. I think, um, you totally. know, as women, part of, part of my practice has been showing up and speaking up, you know, the podcast Carlosophies, that's the tagline showing up and show up and speak up because, you know, no one else is going to advocate for your needs. <laughs> um, we got to do it ourselves. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, so I just make sure that that is the case, you know, that I I, I know what my needs are and I'm not afraid to ask for help when I need it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, yeah, you hit the nail on the head for so many women, especially when we become mothers. And it does feel, especially in those early days, that you are everything to everyone. And it's really taxing on on yourself, you know, physically and emotionally and mentally. You just can feel so drained. So if you can reach out and get that bit of support and get, get your, you know, help your partner to understand why it is that you need that if you're struggling with that um that can just be critical to your success as as a human you know feeling good within yourself again and moving forward 
and then and if not, you're growing like, the business, and not having, getting that business and, to grow. you know the guilt we like a lot of women have guilt around you know for me um ever well I breastfed um Mabel and you know for a long time until she was three and so that meant mm -hmm. limitations on certain things right but um yes. but I would still I would still prioritize a night off you know a weekend away um and now my husband's on board he can see oh okay you're start I can I can tell you're starting to feel overwhelmed how about you go away for the weekend you know and um yeah. Yeah. But that that's also something that I have um, you know, created in partnership with him. And I used to feel real yes. guilt about that. I used to be like, Oh, I could I can't go away for the weekend. Like, you know, then he has to carry all the weight and and it's like, Yeah, but sometimes I carry all the weight too, you know, and this is a partnership. Yep. So um, you know, and I think I've been in enough business partnerships over the years to know that like what works in that also works in a personal relationship. You know, you need to communicate your needs. Yep. You need to be on the same page, um, and and that's all about it's all about showing up and speaking up, right? And being an advocate for yourself, um, and yeah. And so I feel like that, yeah, that 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 business skill comes back into your personal relationships too. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I'm so glad you said that um, because it really is, and and no one's going to advocate for us except us. So no, ladies out there, anybody who is struggling with that in their lives, make sure you keep showing up and speaking up because it really is so important at home, in business, no matter where you're at in your life, that you continue to advocate for yourself and keep moving yourself forward, right? Back yourself, keep going, right? Totally. So, yeah. Cool. And that, and that um, is also a practice, right? Like this is something yes. that you don't just wake up one morning and be like, I'm going to powerfully advocate for myself. It, it's like, <laughs> no. it's like a, it's like little by inch by inch, you know, practice by practice. Yeah. And, um, and the more you do it, that it becomes like, it's like the voice, right? The voice is a muscle. The more you use yes. the muscle, the stronger it gets. Um, and, you know, and I always say, you you know, no one's lost their voice unless they've physically lost their voice, you know, like they have laryngitis <laughs> or something. Um, so our yeah. voice isn't something to find, but it is it is an, a muscle that requires exercise, you know. And so, yeah, that that is just a practice, recognising when you are feeling that, like, desire to speak up and just giving yourself permission just to try it a little bit and then a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and you eventually get to the point where you are comfortable saying, yes, this is okay with me. No, this is not okay with me, you know. But that doesn't yep. just happen yep. overnight. We, we, It's an evolution, really. Totally, totally. And that boundary setting as well, right? A lot of women really do struggle to say when, when, when no means no, in, like in terms of anything that they're asked to do, even with when kids hit primary school age, and then you've got all these additional responsibilities and additional things that you can be asked to do in your community. And sometimes it's like, you know, if you're a person like you and I, where we need that bit of space around, saying no is absolutely a good thing for you and your family and everyone around you and will make you even more of a community-minded person in the long run, I think. Yeah, and there's no, like, you're not doing anyone favours by saying yes to things you don't want to do because then you're bringing the energy right. of, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. just say no and then someone else, you know, this is, I think this is, I think I am so passionate about this stuff because I wasn't an advocate for myself. I didn't know how to say no. 
Um, mm. and, and so I really got, you know, like I ended up in situations where I was all twisted and bitter and showing up from this, oh, I don't want to be here, you know, kind of thing. And, <laughs> and also I would stay in things too long. Like I would take on a volunteer yes. position, very quickly realize it wasn't for me, but I felt this duty and obligation to, you know, everyone around me. Um, but always when I have created the space by saying no to something I didn't want to do, it has created space for something better to come in, um, which is fantastic. Yep. But also, like, we're not here to save everyone and not everyone, um, you know, like by me stepping aside from something I don't really want to be involved in, it gives someone the opportunity who might actually really want to be involved to get involved, you know. so. That's right. You know, yeah. so you're better off like letting others take up that space than you taking it up because you feel a sense of duty or obligation. It's not the right re reason totally. to show up. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, and and I've certainly been there, and I'm sure a lot of my audience has been there as well. It's just it's sort of yeah, the martyr, that martyrdom. You know, that tends to be like, well, no one else is going to do it, so I'm going to have to do it again. And when that energy comes to the table, it's really draining on anybody else is in the space so yeah people uh, feel yeah. it <laughs> people feel yeah, it you might do. you might think you're doing them a favor but you're really no. not <laughs> <laughs> no no and that comes back to the energy and I speak so much about you know creating your energy around you and and what that can feel like and you know it's not it's it's the intangible that becomes tangible eventually right so we've touched on that a lot throughout um, our time together today, guys. But, you know, really, it's it's making space like that physical declutter and the emotional declutter always does make space for something even bigger to come through. So you just have to, you know, if you're in that space of feeling resentful or feeling like, you know, you're not sure which way to go forward, sometimes a good declutter helps helps clear everything up. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I might... I might um, open up and see if anybody out there has any questions before I we start to wrap it up. Um, so guys, if you're watching, if you do have any questions for Carly, feel free to post them in the comments. Um, I just wanted to say to, you know, Carly, for me on this podcast journey, you, you touched on how it doesn't have to be perfect. And I just wanted to share with my audience that I have talked about or thought about building a podcast for four years four years and it was last year that I purchased one of your courses I think it was um Radcasters Carly has an amazing course called Radcasters is that still going yeah yeah still going yep five yes, years yep. and it's going strong so, <laughs> you. so that really helped me to sort of get my grounding and make the decision I was like right I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this it's not perfect my dog's on the floor here snoring away there's construction going on across the road just started this morning um and I'm here on my Apple headset on my laptop Right now, am I fumbling my way through this? Absolutely. But when you can find someone who is 10 steps ahead of you, who knows how to do this stuff and suddenly it, everything becomes doable. So if you are on the fence about getting your voice out there, just take inspired action and find someone who inspires you to take that action. So like I did with Carly. So thank you so much, Carly, for showing no, up because I wouldn't have been doing this. <laughs> This is one thing is, um, you know, one thing that I find stops a lot of people is like these uh, stories about things being like making things about them. And it's yeah. so funny because I have a lot of people come to me who are like, oh, you know, I want to I want to speak up and I want to podcast and I want to share my story with the world, but I don't want to be so self-indulgent. And I'm like, mate. You're being totally self-indulgent by telling you yourself that this is self-indulgent, 
right? Like what is self-indulgent yeah. is you sitting and ruminating in these stories of you being self-indulgent. Like that's actually self-indulgent because when you get out of the yeah. way and you start showing up and speaking up, you're actually impacting others. It's the deep, it's the deepest place of service you can come from is, um, 100%. you know, like getting out of your own way. Uh, so, yeah. you know, like the, the self-indulgent part is you being there like, oh, oh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if I can. Well, you can, you know, just start Absolutely where you are you with what you have. That's it. It's that easy. Definitely. And that you never know who's, who needs to hear your message that day, right? You never yeah. know who's listening. And never know. Eva's just said so many interesting points to take on. Thanks. I especially like saying no to things so that there's space for the things you want to do. And, yeah. you know, I think, yeah, you never know who out there needs to hear what you have to say. And that's really allowed me to overstep that hurdle of feeling that, you know, oh, nobody, you know, it's I'm not I don't have anything to speak. Of, I don't have anything to share. It's been yeah. When people have started to come to me and said that we're really you know, we've encouraged, we've inspired, we've, you know, empowered them to grow the, to, to, into their best lives like that's yeah. awesome. That's amazing stuff. And every single person out there has the power to do that. If we just get yeah. out of our own way. If we, if we okay. just get out of the, you know, because this is the thing, right? Like that, all that stuff is like me, 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 the way I feel, right. my, yeah. my insecurity, yeah. my this, what people are going to think about me. Like it's actually really self-indulgent. Ego, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that ego coming up and through over and over and over again, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just there to protect it. us, you know, like it, it, it yeah. serves a role um, and, and it's not something yeah. you want to steamroll over. Like just acknowledge that, it, that the fear exists and that the resistance exists and and see what happens when you take action despite it you know I'm not one for yep. pushing the boundaries all the time and like you know growth edges and all that kind of shit I think there's also uh, I think we can get addicted to that I think it can become an unhealthy mm -hmm. place to be where we're constantly seeking growth um, agreed but I also think there's you know they're staying stagnant because we're afraid mm -hmm. I'm not for that either you know there's like a balance no. there <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I just wanted to touch back on what we started the show with. If you could talk a little bit more about the above and below the line, because I think that yeah. is such a poignant point to talk about. Um, above and below the line, what does that mean? And if anybody out there is in that space of feeling below the line, how 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 could how could they possibly come above it? What's that? Yeah, so yeah, okay. So um okay, so the the concept is there, you know, there is a line. And we have these like intersections that go from a positive state, I guess, um, to a negative. So you'd have like love, fear, um, abundance, lack, responsibility at cause um, or at effect, at cause, at effect. Um, mm -hmm. There's, you know, like basically it goes on and on and on. Um, and so mm -hmm. when I when I saw this image and I was just like, wow, oh, my God, I am in lack, I am feeling, you know, at effect, like, like I am being a complete, I'm feeling like a victim here, I'm so in fear, it's not even funny. Like there was not one area of my life where I felt above the line at the time. Um, mm. And so what I did was I got this image, and if you Google it, I've got, a, um, I've got it 
I've, I've posted it somewhere. Anyway, it's like if you Google above and below the line, you'll get like some images around it. Um, but essentially I drew this on one whole side of my office wall so that it, there was no avoiding it. It was right there in my face. And each time wow. something came across my desk or I felt myself falling into a place where, you know, like it was just about practising awareness. So there were two things that I did. One was I set an alarm on my phone to go off every hour and I, in that hour, I would just, you know, it would go off and I would come back into my body. How am I feeling? Like bringing myself into the present as a practice constantly. Yes. Because so awesome. often we are in overwhelm and we, were, uh, we are on the hamster wheel and mm -hmm. spaciousness doesn't, doesn't exist out there. Like it's not something that we need to create, you know, like as in like uh, spaciousness means that I need to go for an hour walk on the beach or take my yoga class or whatever. I was speaking to a client about this just this morning, you know, very, very um, uh, senior woman in, you know, in an executive position. She's got a really big life. And um, mm. and sometimes it can get too much because it's like this is going on, this is going on, this is going on. And adding yoga to the list is just another thing, another to do. Yes. Like it's just another yeah. A-type thing, you know, like oh, now I have to do yoga and now I have to do this, where spaciousness yep. exists in the moment. And so me having that phone alarm set was a constant reminder, I am here. And life can be going on around me and I can be present to it but not washed up you know, like not in the yeah. not in the spin cycle of life. I can just be kind of, you know, in present in the moment because everything is okay yeah. in the moment, regardless of where we're at. So, so that was one of the practices that I did in addition to above and below the line. So I would check in and I would be like, okay, I'm in my body. How am I feeling? You know, what's happening? How can I move above the line between now and the next time the alarm goes off? And I would just take a little action towards that. Um, one of the awesome. key things that I did was, uh, you know, what the key thing identified um, was where I was feeling the worst, where the worst below the line bit was, was money because it was mm. going out way faster than it was coming in. And I felt that like it was like a visceral feeling of like money coming in and it's just floating past me and going to someone else and there's never enough. Um, yes. And I was really just focused on how much was going out and not on what was coming in. So I got a whiteboard and I just started tracking every bit of money I received. Like this job yeah. came in, this job came in. Yeah. And I hadn't seen that before because I was so focused on what I didn't have. It's like people say to me all the time, um, you know, I don't get any feedback from my listeners on my podcast. And I'm like, is that really true? And they're like, oh, no, last week I got a message from someone who, you know, and it's like, we're so focused on what we're not getting that we're often overlooking yeah. who we are. Um, and so just yes. those practices of like checking in, making sure I was present, what can I do here to make things better for the next hour? Um, and what, what, you know, what is coming in? What am I receiving? I guess it was a, pra a practice in receiving too, really. And things started yes. to shift there because I had space. And then like, and then I wasn't operating from reptilian brain. You know, like I was actually yep. able yep. to get some of my executive functioning back and make some clearer decisions um, where that isn't available that. to us when we're in survival mode. You know, we have to be able yep. to we have to be able to bring the executive functioning back in in order for us to make decisions. So what can we do to do that? Practice breathing, um, you know, practice presence, mindfulness, um, not as another to do, 
but as just a basic life skill, <laughs> really. Like Absolutely. it should be part of all of our lives, like, you know, practicing presence yeah. should just be part of our daily lives. Yes. Oh, this is such a good first episode, Carly. I'm so thrilled that you're speaking on this stuff because this is exactly what has transformed my life and my business. And I have absolutely no doubt that anybody listening, it will help transform theirs too, because that's what it all comes back to time and time again is awareness and energy and, and really honing in with how we're feeling and bringing more, you know, bringing more of the good stuff, bringing yeah, totally. more of the good stuff. Like totally. we all have and that power. And sometimes, sometimes the bringing in the good stuff is just acceptance that where we're at is where we're at, you know? Um, yeah, you know, cause, totally. Because I think that's, that's something else that can, be, can become like, you know, I know when I first started on this whole spiritual personal development shtick, like part of it was, you know, practice gratitude, <laughs> practice gratitude. But then it just becomes this like, like kind of, I don't know, like bullshit practice, you know, where it's like that's you're right. forcing if you're not feeling feel it. Grateful, like, yeah. Yeah. And it can yeah. also become just another rod in the back, you know, where just right. taking a moment to connect to yourself, bring yourself back into yourself, like it, it's just so easy. And it's stop then we're aware. We're not running on autopilot when we're present. You know? That's right. Um yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No. Absolutely. I, I absolutely love that. Thank you so, so much. Um, we will start to wrap it up, guys, because I've been uh, we have been chatting. We could probably chat all day on this stuff, really, but we we'll could. start to wrap it up. <laughs> these are primary school. We only have a few weeks left before school holidays. So these are oh my God. moments. One hundred percent. I've got six working days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so in closing, any any closing words of encouragement for for my audience, for your listeners, um, for people who, you know, who are really on on the fence? What what sort of positive action could you see them taking? Um, okay, so the first thing I want to say is like, you know, you are capable. You are, you know, everything that you um, need is available to you in some way. It might not look the way you think it should look, but it is available to you. So if you if you're thinking about sharing your voice, it's available to you. It's like it already exists right? Like you have yeah. a voice. You might not just be using it in the way that you desire. Um, and, yes. But the only way you're going to use it in the way you desire is to use it. Um, yeah. And, and that like, and make that the most lightest experience that you can for yourself. You know, it doesn't have to feel like um, I was speaking this morning, I was recording Philosophies, and I was thinking about how, you know, sometimes these stories that we have around being inconsistent that's a big thing that comes up for a lot of women is like yeah you know but I show up and then I ghost and then I show up and then I ghost and you know I can't be consistent but often it's the way we see inconsistency that is the problem right like if we didn't have a problem with inconsistency we'd probably be showing up more consistent because we yeah. haven't we're not creating a resistance within ourselves like what we resist persists. So if we're trying to resist yeah. inconsistency, we're going to be experiencing inconsistency, you know, um, where I actually think in inconsistency is a, a, a gift because what you're doing really is honouring your creativity and showing up when you really feel called. And that is when we can impact totally. people, you know, like when, we, when we're not yep. showing up because we think we should but we're showing up because we've got something really fucking profound to say, then that is yep. when... Um, yeah, when we have the biggest impact. So inconsistency can be a gift. Anything you're seeing negative about yourself can actually be a superpower if you're just willing to look at it from a different angle. So 
you know, but the, at yeah. the end of the day, nothing's nothing is going like the voice is like our center for manifestation. It's how we bring forth things. It's it's our center for create creation. You know, and uh, and if we're not using it, then what are we doing? Why aren't we using it? Yeah, just why not use it? Exactly, use it. right? It works. Use it. Yeah. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> it works. And you know what? It might crack sometimes when we start out. It might. It might be. It might start out because we haven't used it much. It's a little bit, you know, weak, or we, you know, we've got all these stories around our voice, and um, and the only way we strengthen our voice is by consistently using it. Yep, I absolutely love that and love that you've shared all of the bits and pieces that you've shared today Carly thank you so so much um where can everyone find you where can they follow find you on Instagram Facebook and yeah share share where you're at so um I spend most of my time on Instagram um so it's at Carlosophies with a k so k-a-r um l o s o p h i e s that was long um, k-a-r-l-o-s <laughs> I'm writing it down. K A R S O S O P H I E S. So, like, yeah, philosophies, but with a Carl um, and it, with a K. And uh, and yeah. my website's <laughs> carlynimo.com. And um, if you listen to podcasts, the other place where I live is in your podcast app, and I can be found at Carlosophies. Um, also, if you're interested in learning more about podcasting and my thoughts on it i've got um rocky mike right which is all a podcast about podcasting and we've been exploring human design in that show too so um yeah so there's plenty of places to connect instagram is my favorite and my podcast is obviously the other good place to listen brilliant amazing well thank you all so much for joining us on the chat nina thank you for your comments coming through i hope that anybody who watches this live or hearing it on the podcast that you found it as inspiring and you know encouraging as i have it's been a brilliant first episode thank you so much carly oh for being gosh, here thanks for letting me pop your cherry Woo! Woo! <laughs> appreciate it all right guys we'll take care we'll see you next time bye hey thanks for joining me on today's episode while I've still got your attention, I'd like to tell you about my brand new program called Aspire, the manifesting methodology. In this program, we attune, align, ascend, and action your big dreams and desires so that you can go out and create more of what you want in your day-to-day -day life. I'd love you to come and check it out. It's at janinediltzbayman.com slash aspire, and I hope to see you there.